0: What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 77. Today with my guests Alex and John from the band Inertia. They are a self-described emo revival alternative rock band based out of here in Maryland. They have a new song out called Autumn I Can't Help Myself, which is featured on this episode. And you can find it on Spotify and Apple and all the usual places. Uh, During the interview, we talked about their songwriting process and all the new stuff. Both Alex and John are definitely stoked on the new material. Uh, We also talked about their Discord server, which sounds like they're pretty active on. So if you like the music, you can certainly follow them there. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you may be streaming. Uh, Hopefully you yourself are doing all right out there. Um, Thanks for supporting local music. We all definitely appreciate it. Uh, in other news and notes, I should mention that My Band and Ben DeHaan are playing July 18th at Ramshead in Annapolis. So we'll be trying to get some people out for that. But yeah, really, without uh, further ado here, we'll get into the interview with Alex and John from Inertia.
1: Looking through the clouds to see Nothing but my own humanity Sinking slowly Drowning my body
0: Right on then, um, yeah, and welcome, uh, my name's Brett, this is what I call the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, just kind of started it to uh, talk to my friends' bands in the area, and it's been going pretty well, it's gotten a little uh, a little bigger, or at least a little broader, reaching than I uh, probably thought it would, um, at least at first, so thanks for coming on, and... Um, Thank you for having us, I appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, kind of introduce you guys um since there's two of you on this video chat for anyone who may end up listening uh i know we got jake here for one and then i'm sorry uh john yeah yeah it's john john and, Al- <laughs> no worries. John and alex if i got that right mm-hmm. that's
2: what yep. they call us
0: sweet so uh yeah i don't know if you guys uh, kind of want to just talk about uh how long you been doing the band, and uh, what the latest thing you've been up to is?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, and actually, thankfully, so uh, we didn't. So far, I don't think we've gotten any questions off Instagram, but we do have some people from Discord that have asked. Actually, a good number of questions. So at some point, um, we could definitely go through some of those questions. But um, so essentially, uh, Inertia started kind of as a. Um, the aftermath of another band that I was in. Um, I was in this other band called Lost Sanity, and basically things just kind of weren't going the way that I wanted it to. I was putting in lots of work; other people weren't. Um, yeah. so I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own thing. Um, and so that's when I really really started putting work into it, and decided, you know what? I'm gonna call this inertia. Um, so started recording like late twenty nineteen, uh, and then I released the first EP in twenty twenty. That was called Five Seasons. And my my goal with that was kind of to just stray away from the other stuff that I had written. Like everything else that I had written was kind of more like alt rocky, you know, thirty seconds to Mars kind of stuff, like early older thirty seconds to Mars, not the new stuff. Um And so I kind of wanted to stray away from that and experiment with with some new stuff. And so the whole EP is acoustic, all acoustic. And, um, so I put that out 2020, like May of 2020. So that, and, and that was a, that was a, a crazy, crazy point for my life. Um, so obviously COVID had just hit. So everybody was like in full lockdown and I had, I had just graduated from college. So I had a I had a whole like, I think eight or nine songs that I had to basically record for my senior recital that I had to do, because um, I, I went to school for music.
1: So, yeah.
3: you know, I spent all this time doing this, and then I also had five more songs off the CP. So I wrote like fourteen songs, or, uh, actually more than that because I didn't use them all. Fourteen something songs that I released in May of, of in May of twenty twenty. Then, um. The crazy part was, um, I was in a relationship that was like four years long. We, we totally thought we were going to marry each other. And then yeah. out of nowhere, we just like, we just totally broke apart, um, broke up. And that, like, that, that destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. um, and that, and that was kind of like the, um, the, uh, the,
2: the catalyst.
3: catalyst. Yeah. That was the catalyst <laughs> for, um, writing the stuff that I'm writing now Um, and that's what really really pushed me to like to get down and dirty write lyrics that like actually mean something to me something that I think that people can actually relate to and and that I think is kind of like what started that whole fire and um, originally of course like I was writing all of this stuff by myself I recorded all of it by myself Um, I've got a little studio uh, in my house that I use and I spend like 90% of my time in there um, so that I, you know, I, I was recording all of this stuff by myself and took, it took a while, um, to get all of it done just because I, there was a couple months in there of uncertainty where I didn't really know like what I was going to do. And of course COVID, you know, was, was kind of tough on everybody just because of isolation. Um, but you know, come September, October, that was when I, I was like, you know what, I'm getting back in this. I'm really, really gonna grind for this, and that's when I, um, that's when I finished. Are you happy? Release that, and then I realized, well, shit, you know, people are actually like responding really well to this. I should get like an actual band. Um, so I, uh, I hit up an old friend, Brandon, and I was like, hey, yo, come over here, let's let's start working, um, and and so we started working together, and eventually, like, I got the drummer. And then the last piece of the puzzle was Alex, who plays bass. So, um, actually, Alex, do you want to explain a little bit how we met each other? Because I feel
2: like I've uh, been talking a little bit too much here. Yeah, sure, absolutely. (laughs) So John and I met about, was it now, like five years ago now? Something like that? Like five years ago um, at Towson. We were both going to school for uh, jazz, actually, Um, just because, you know, at least my philosophy with learning jazz is that that's the root of all pop music, you know? There's no, there's no Lincoln Park without Sister Rosetta Tharp, essentially. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta learn yeah. the basics to, you know, do all the new stuff. But yeah, we met there. We started, you know, we were taking classes. We, and as jazz majors, we had classes, like, constantly together. So we were in and out of musicianship and theory. And then eventually we started playing together because I thought John was a super cool guy. You know, and we started playing video games. We started playing all the time. We had another band out of there uh, called Private Eye, which is kind of on hiatus with another buddy of ours yeah and essentially just even since then we've been friends ever since
0: right on yeah and yeah that, that pretty
2: much describes like how we met each other just two classes and
3: stuff
0: well i don't mind the long um monologues too much because it uh, makes my job easier you know i don't have to come <laughs> totally up with any as any uh questions it is cool that you're on discord though that is one of the apps that i've been uh exploring a little more meaning to actually do stuff with um because i know they're doing a lot of cool stuff music wise
2: oh no definitely like discord is one of probably our favorite tools for getting in touch with our community because not everyone wants to be on you know facebook twitter instagram and plus you know those i feel like sometimes those platforms are kind of i don't want to say robotic but kind of like disengaged because it's like you know someone posts a comment on the post and they're all separated but you know We've got a community going on, like we've got someone that says good morning every day. We've got lots of people that do silly things and talk about silly things in there.
3: People engaging, which is really, really nice. Um, A lot of times you have uh, groups of people who don't engage uh, people who, you know, if you ask them a question, they'll just like the status instead of actually, you know, commenting on it. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think people will understand how important it is to actually be able to engage. Uh, because, you know, if we ask, uh, actually, I'll give you an example. So we actually asked a question the other day. Uh, we said, um, what bands do you oh, think we Twitter. sound yeah, like? Oh, yeah, on yeah, Well, we, well, we asked this on the Oh, right, server. I'm thinking of it something else. Um, we, we asked, uh, what bands do you think we sound like? And we had a, a good mix of answers. And it was incredibly helpful because, you know, we know through that, we can kind of figure out, like, who to market to. And and what uh, what bands that people listen to that might like our music, and that's and that's very very helpful for us because we know like what our audience likes, um, and it's always good to know what your audience likes so that you can better, you know, market that. And um, and we've been trying to focus a lot more on marketing, but also just engaging because having an engaging community, uh, having people that genuinely you know enjoy your music and and want to hear from you, is, is huge, and it also makes it so much more fun, in my opinion. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we want to do this for a career, but music is tough. I think we all know that that doing music as a career is is very very tough. Uh, so at the end of the day, we want to have as much fun doing this as possible, you know. So having an engaging community with people who are answering our questions and, and talking about our music and, you know, just talking with us and, and keeping the chat rolling—that's that's really um, that's more important than almost anything else, to be honest.
0: Yeah, man. I think um, kind of going back to what Alex was saying as well with the other uh, platforms, you know. It's just what they're designed for as far as which one Mm -hmm. does what. So, I mean, obviously some are just to post your dog's pictures or your kid. And uh, some are are more geared to, like, getting groups together, like, and organizing events. Like, I feel like that's great for Facebook still, even if the rest of it it kind of sucks. Um, So it's like each one has a function. And I feel like, at least for music, I mean, you could argue Instagram's pretty useful, um, but then you got Reddit and Discord, and Discord's kind of the one that I've been most intrigued by. If no, if for no other reason than I'm just kind of an, a noob at it, so I uh, don't even really know. <laughs> oh man,
2: know no. Discord. Discord is great. I feel well. like um, yeah, no, I feel like Discord gets kind of like branded as like a gamer platform, but honestly, like you can use it for like anything, and it's just so convenient and useful. And once you get the hang of it, it's it's so powerful under the hood for all kinds of weird nonsense that if you want to
0: do. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely looks that way. It definitely looks like a, like a nerdy platform, but like, in a good, <laughs> you know, in, in a good Honestly, way. I'm
2: sure the developers would agree with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, it looks like what Reddit, you know, kind of like used to be, but I got you know, you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like classic Reddit.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm just kind of getting the swing of it. I talked to this one band in Philly who's, um, very like, I don't know, Heavily involved uh, with it, and they have like um, underground music awards. So um, I don't know if you guys are hip to that or not yet, or if you've uh, applied to that or anything.
2: Not to not to anything in Philly. We've been trying to you know be no, more I'm involved it's, with some of the bands um, around
0: here. It's worldwide.
2: Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. I've not it's, heard of that.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have to look up. Because I use Reddit more than I use Discord. Um, So I'll have to look up the exact subreddit, but it's basically Indie Music something. Um, Might be Indie Music Feedback, even. I'm fairly certain that's what it is. But maybe after the interview, I'll uh, text you, and then for the listeners, if I'm wrong, I will uh, try to go back and correct that. But... um, They've been doing some real cool stuff and just basically nominating any underground indie music, uh, whether it's their friends or whoever, and just, uh, you know, doing their own Grammys, basically.
3: That's wow. awesome. Yeah, that sounds really sweet. We should definitely apply it because we'll definitely win one.
1: Yeah, we yeah. might. <laughs> well,
3: you got to be I... positive about your
1: music,
2: you know. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. If you don't like your music, who else is going to
0: yeah, and I mean the funny reason that you might it, it, you might actually win is because I mean like the again the the genres are so like nitty gritty and nerdy like you know indie post hardcore garage stoner mm. um, <laughs> folk band like and then that that gets a its own category so it's like you could probably just invent a genre or category for your band. And just put as many subgenres in, in it as you can and you might actually win. <laughs> so yeah, small
2: 2000s uh, emo revival group. Yeah. Hey.
0: Like, why not? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So well, that, <laughs> that's uh that's cool you're on there for sure. Um, and uh I guess, you know, obviously you guys probably want to talk about the uh the new release here. Um, which is uh, Autumn, I Can't Help Myself. Is that correct?
3: Yes. That's yeah, yeah. That's, that's the new release. We're all incredibly excited to, um, to have this out. Um, the crazy thing about this song is, so uh, like I said before, I, we released a acoustic EP in uh, spring of 2020. Uh, one of the songs on that EP is called Fall. And, um, so obviously it's an acoustic track and, you know, all the stuff that we're releasing on this new album is pretty much alternative rock, emo, it's, it's pretty much all in that, uh, in that genre area. So Autumn, I Can't Help Myself, is actually a revamp of the song Fall. Um, so I basically, I took that song and I said, okay, what is great about it? what can i make better and um and so then we started working on it and seeing like what you know what do we love about this song what do we think we can make better and to be honest we actually kept a good bit um i genuinely think that fall as a song is a great song um and so there wasn't like a ton of stuff that we could do to make it much better but i think what we did to make it a lot better, made it that much better, um, and I and I think there's a reason that a lot of people, or well, a lot of us in the band think that it's the best song that we've that we've uh, released. Um, I think I think Justin and or was it Justin or or Brandon? I, I know Brandon definitely said it was his favorite song, but I I don't know if Justin said it was his favorite song either.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's Justin's favorite. I know when I heard it. When I first heard it, I was like, this is, this is single material. This is for yeah. sure of the tracks that we have for, that we have together. It's definitely one of the stronger ones. And obviously, yeah. you know, we're a little biased cause you know, we worked on all of them, but they're all great. All the songs are great. Yeah. <laughs> they are all like, if this is the kind of music you're into, you're definitely going to like the, the album when it comes out, it's going to be fantastic.
3: Yeah. We are incredibly excited to get this out. Um, And, you know, a little sneak peek for people who are, you know, listening to this, we're actually going to be announcing the album this Friday. So if you're listening, you know, sneak peek, we're actually going to be announcing um, releasing the album on this Friday. Um, So hopefully we announce this Friday and then two weeks from then the album will come out. Uh, So we're hoping about mid-July is when we should be able to get the album out. But we are... I'd say we're at the 95% point. We're incredibly close to finishing everything. Uh so at this point we're we're super super excited to just, you know, get it done and 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 throw it out there and uh hopefully we can get some shows. Hopefully we can um we can play some shows and and uh get a lot of get our name out there, get a lot more fans and uh and go from there cuz super, super excited to play this new music because, I, I mean, genuinely like, you know, as a musician, you kind of look back at your old music and you go, wow, that was terrible. That, that <laughs> music was just so bad. Or, well, at least personally I do, but I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, yeah. I you know, I, I look back at my music and I go, eh, not great. Um, but I, I look at the music now that I'm that I'm currently writing or, or, or is on currently on the album and I go, This is easily the best stuff that I've ever written. This is yep. I, I genuinely think that these songs are great. Um and so that just makes me super, super excited for uh
0: being able to release the album. Nice. Yeah, man. Shows are coming back, so that's always good. Um Alex oh, you got that's anything
2: definitely what I'm most excited for. Yeah. Oh, about the album? Definitely well You know, honestly, a lot of the same stuff, you know, that John's been saying, you know, we've been putting the screws to this for like, what? We started recording this like, what, three, four, five months ago. It was like a while back when we started like burning through the rest of the tracks. You know, we've been in the studio like every other week, just, you know, recording, mixing, mastering. And it's definitely when I listen to it, I definitely think that it's got a unique sound. Like I compare it to a lot of other bands and a lot of people will, too, just because that's indicative of this genre. But definitely, it's got a feel all its own, and I think it's got a little something that everyone can relate to, especially if you ever gelled with this era at all. It's going to have, you know, like, it's got its heavy moments, and it's got its more light moments. Yeah, I think You know, obviously... Oh, sorry, what you got? Go ahead. You know what? No, I lost my train of thought.
0: (laughs) No worries. It'll it'll probably come back to you. Um, I'm sure
2: it will. Are you
0: gonna say? No, I was gonna say like I don't listen a ton to your guys' genre, but um, I really like a couple bands that are in it. Um, one's been on this podcast in Massachusetts. They're called Pregame Rituals, so I definitely recommend uh, maybe reaching out to them or following them because if you're ever up that way and you know could split a show, who knows? I'm not saying I can speak no, that absolutely. into a, this is a- into existence for you, but you should probably just give them a follow and uh maybe just say hi or something cuz i feel like you guys might might be in the same field i mean i don't want to split too many hairs but sounds the same to me so
3: <laughs> yeah i mean um, uh send me send me their page on facebook and i'll um i will definitely send them a message for sure um cuz the thing is is the thing i the one thing that i do miss about my older bands um not the music Um, but, uh, is the connections. Uh, I knew from playing, so I played probably
1: uh,
3: 60, 70 shows in a span of like two years. Um, and like the people, the people we met, the bands that we played with, uh, the friends that we gained, you know, all of that is, is priceless. It's, it's, um, it's so much fun to obviously meet new people at shows and stuff like that. But you know, having those connections, especially in the music industry is super, super critical. Um, so I am, yeah. I am hundred percent down to, to make as many friends as I can. Cause you yeah. know, I love music. I, I, I love obviously, you know, the music that I'm making, I love emo, alt rock, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, any other band that's making stuff even remotely close to what we're making, Send me their music. You know, I'll, I'll uh, be my friend. Like, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I got nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's, that's super chill. So, yeah. No, man. Absolutely. This is a that's collaborative
2: the... industry. Anyone who says otherwise is incredible. You can't do this on your own.
0: Yeah. And uh, I guess the other band, I've never met anyone who's heard of them, but they're called Microwave. And uh, I really like their stuff. But they're a little. A little bigger if you will they're not uh um so i know they have fans i've just never met any of them in real life so unless they're all bots but who knows (laughs) yeah we still Um, see i guess (laughs) shout out to the to the bot gods bot fans out there the algorithms listening um (laughs) yep yeah (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you guys haven't hired too many bots because I know Spotify's cracking down on that stuff. If uh, if you oh, ever no, did.
3: we have Yeah, we know we have not hired any bots at all. <laughs>
0: it, and uh, you know, humbly speaking, it doesn't look like it based on your streams. So I uh, I get it. <laughs> um,
3: I'm but, you know, and also the thing is, is like Spotify doesn't even really pay much at all. So you know, no. you can pay you can pay money to have bots listen to your stuff. But the thing is, is first off, Spotify does Spotify pays almost nothing. So you get nothing for paying for these bots to listen to it. And I mean, the whole point of having a lot of listeners in the first place is to, you know, attract listeners, get traction, stuff like that. And like, the way that Spotify does that is through analyzing other listeners music taste. Um, And if you're getting a bot to listen to your band's music then Spotify is just going to go off what that bot's listening to which is probably yeah. nothing <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so that, that basically doesn't give Spotify any information to actually send your music to the people that are actually going to like your music so it's like what's the point you know
0: well I think it actually makes it easier for them to crack down on it because when the, the bot farm is paid for it obviously just blasts the shit out of that mm-hmm. particular band who paid for it And then it's on to the next band and on to the next band and on to the next band. So you actually could form a pretty good algorithm based on who the bot's listening to, I would imagine, and then probably crack down on it, which is, I think, what happened. Um, But yeah, I think people just do it because, you know, they want to look cool. They want to get the streams, and then, uh, obviously, streams beget gigs or whatever else you're into. So um, I don't think it's yeah I don't think anyone's trying to make too much money on there unless you got a bazillion streams mm
2: hmm
3: yeah and i mean honestly the the best uh the best way to gain traction in in my opinion is to just go to shows you know yeah, even man. if you're not playing a show go to show like support local artists i mean that's mm-hmm. that is that is so important i mean unfortunately you know in our Uh, type of music there's not really a huge scene of course i'm hoping to change that but Mm -hmm. as of right now emo alternative rock not really a huge genre i mean obviously you see you know machine gun kelly he's he's making it he he had a huge comeback album and now he's super huge um and that's awesome i'm i'm super hyped i i listened to that album and i was in love instantly like that new machine gun kelly album oof so good and and that that obviously gives me hope because that shows me that you know alternative music slash like you know emo and punk pop like that kind of music still can make it it's you can still be big making that kind of music of course you know machine gun kelly's backed by a multi-million dollar Mm -hmm. record label so
2: that kind of makes it a little bit more tough but you
3: know there's that little glimmer of hope
2: little glimmer of light yeah, that I uh... and, you got, and you still got smaller groups making it happen there's a couple of local ones that you know we're aware of that we're keeping our eye on
0: yeah um and I forgot to confirm where you guys were from
2: so we're based out of Maryland at the moment
0: okay yeah I thought you were same area as uh, as me but just wanted to make sure um, yeah absolutely because I mean obviously you're aware of, you know Towson back in the day Producing a lot of great bands of the uh, the elder genres, but, you know, I think that there's, a, there's always a little room for a comeback, we'll see, which, uh, you know, younger bands pick up the slack and uh, kind of, I don't know, go after it, Absolutely. but there's always a hunger for it, you know, it's just, who can reinvent it or push it the hardest, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I obviously we are still kind of figuring out our sound cuz first EP was kind of an experimental thing for me personally and you know, I we I moved away from that back into more emo alternative rock and so obviously us working together for the first time we're still hashing out what we like to write what we like to write slash like what we're good at writing. Um, and, and kind of figuring out what we make the best. Um, and I'm hoping that we got lucky on this first run and that this, you know, the sound that we put out with this album is really like the sound that, that we're best at. Um, but until we just keep writing, keep grinding out and, uh, and keep kind of like getting ourselves in the scene, uh, this, at that point or at at this point we're kind of just still rolling the dice to figure out what we're doing um which i got nothing wrong with you know we gotta we gotta put our music out there and, and see how people like it it's, it's really uh it's really all we can do at this point so
2: yeah and there's definitely yeah. always room to grow as artists like something that we haven't mentioned is that actually a lot of us are from you know different walks of life in some ways or other. like john is a veteran of like the emo 2000s alternative scene our drummer justin was in um was in a big, uh, a hardcore band for a long time. Suffer Through. That was, um, that they had, they played a ton of shows, right? Yeah, yeah, they were, uh, they were pretty big. They were pretty big.
0: Yeah. So I guess we'll just uh, hop into the uh, Discord questions. Um, I believe they all happened to come from uh, Jacoby. So. Uh, yeah, a lot of them did.
2: Jacoby's a big yeah. supporter of ours. Jacoby- and, and- in more places than just, than just discord and our music actually. Yeah.
3: He, he, he's a fantastic guy. Could, couldn't say, um, I, I could not say enough good words about him. So
0: sweet. Well, um, I don't know. I might pick and choose a couple here, but, uh, uh, this one's kind of interesting to me. How does your band, uh, work together while living in different locations?
3: Ooh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. So, to give a little bit of context, um, me and Alex, and, and also Brandon, who is our uh, synth player slash backup vocalist, we, we all still live in Maryland. Um, so, we get together decently frequently, um, and we, we work together in my studio and, um, and stuff like that. However, our drummer Justin, he moved to South Carolina a couple months back. So when we were first starting to write the album, me and Justin, we we would go back and forth a lot and and jam, I mean, honestly, we jammed like every week. And we were just writing and writing and writing. Um, But then he he moved to South Carolina, and um, so the way that we've actually dealt with that is, um, so what he'll do is he'll record drums, like he has an electronic kit. So he'll record drums, he'll send me the MIDI files, And then basically i'll put them into my uh i'll put them into logic which is what i used to record um so i'll put them in the logic and then i'll edit them from there and uh basically i will send him the instrumental after i put the drums in there and i'll be like hey do you like how this sounds do you like this do you like that what do you want changed Blah, blah 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 and um sometimes if he listens to it on by by on his own he'll just uh you know hit me up and be like hey I didn't like how this thing sounded, or this thing. Uh, can you change this? And um, it's not. Honestly, it's not too tough. I think that if he was recording like live drums, it would be a lot harder. Um, because yeah. with live drums, you can't. You can't really edit them. As much as you can edit MIDI drums. With MIDI drums, it's like you have got a symbol hit that you can move wherever you want. You can make it as you know a hard of a hit or as soft of a hit as you want. You can even remove it if you want. Um, whereas with real drums, you know it's a sound wave. That's it. Um, you you get it perfect or you redo it. Um, and so I think it would be a lot tougher if we were doing real drums. And so I'm thankful that we have the option to do MIDI drums. Um, I'm thankful that he's got an electric kit that's for sure uh, because there's no way that I was going to sit down for five hours and program the drums for every single song that we have um, we have eight songs on this album and whew, I mean even just, even just editing the drums that he sent me took me multiple hours per song because I had to get it perfect I had to make sure that it was exactly what he wanted Um, and I had to make sure that it was exactly what we wanted to, uh, as a band to make sure that the drums fit with everything that, uh, with all the songs. So it's, it's tougher than it would be if he still lived in Maryland, but it's thankfully not as tough as it could be. And that's, that's really what I have
2: to say about that.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. As for the rest of us, I'd say it's probably just, the short answer is a lot of driving, Brennan and I try to go there as often as we can. Like I mean, like I mentioned earlier, John and I have spent like hours in the studio just like crafting the bass tone we wanted, you know, going over licks yeah. over and over again for different things, trying to find where we want it to sit in the mix, the kind of vibe we're going for, for all different kinds of things. But it honestly, it's really... The thing that I think I'm most grateful for doing this is that we have a studio space where we can go and just consistently yeah. be able to play all the time and even just, you know even if we're not recording, just being able to go in there and like bring in my bass, his guitar and just, you know, just jam and work and work things out, play through ideas is just something that I definitely don't think we can take for granted. We've done so many rehearsals in there and it's just such a useful space to have.
0: Yeah. I mean, that really is something to be happy about for sure. I mean, that's where, where the creativity comes from really is if you're not, you know, pressured to do anything or, If you guys have good camaraderie, as I'm sure you do, otherwise you probably wouldn't still be in the same band, but, uh, you know, just getting, getting guys together. And especially if you kind of, you know, feed off each other and, uh, are able to kind of just brew some ideas up, it, uh, it can be really fun. So it's cool that you have that. Um, I guess, you know, maybe do one more question here from Jacoby, but, uh, how do you hope your listeners will respond to the new album? Um, other than that, they like it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Other than that, they like it. Um, honestly, I think the biggest, the biggest response that I would probably want them to have is a sense of a sense of nostalgia. Um, like I want them, I, I want people to listen to our music and think, "Wow, like this sounds like um, My Chemical Romance or The Used back in the day or Taking Back Sunday, you know, like or, or or even like a little bit of brand new in there. Um, just these bands that I have adored over the years, and um. Uh, there's a lot of other people I know that that absolutely like still adore these bands and I kind of want that sense of nostalgia of uh you know you're you're a teenager sitting in your bed listening to the new My Chemical Romance album you know uh just that nostalgia that just kind of like still the listener and um obviously like I want them to love it um because there's, I think that there's a huge difference between listening to a song and being like, oh yeah, this is cool, and listening to a song and like really like having it capture you um, in whatever way that is, you know, whether it be just like the instrumentals, whether it be the lyrics, whether it be the melody, um, or all of them at the same time, I I want that to really like encapsulate uh, those like inspirations that I've looked up to, and those inspirations that I've used like in the writing process in this album, and um, I'd say that's honestly my biggest hope. Um, I, you know, obviously, like it would be cool if they're listening to it and they go, "Ah, oh, that's sweet," and then you know, follow us on Spotify or like the track or like our Facebook or whatever. You know, that's all cool, but um, having them really get that sense of nostalgia and, and, and really kind of, like, reminisce. That's that's really, like, what I'm going for. And, I mean, so far, uh, you know, with the three singles that we've put out, it it seems like that's kind of been the reaction, which has been super, super awesome. Like, people have really, really, really been vibing with it. And um, so that's that has been super, super sweet for me, personally. Awesome.
0: And uh, Alex?
2: Yeah, I definitely... I would probably say that more than anything, as much as I like the nostalgia fa- the nostalgia factor, I want more of something like jump John- what John was saying at the end. I want people to listen to this and find something that they can hold on to. I want people to hear these songs and find something memorable about them that they can, you know, grab and hold on to. Like there's some really great songwriters out there. Like there's definitely some albums that I've listened to and been like, Wow, I like really these lyrics really speak to me. I can understand all these things about this. But then I've definitely listened to some albums and I'm like, yeah, this is good, but I can't remember a word of it. And I definitely want people to come away from from the album feeling like, yeah, I got something out of this. I will remember this. This is something that even if I can't remember, you know, the whole album, I'll remember like one song like really, really well. It'll like stay in my heart. And I think that's what I really hope that people can come away from feeling like.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I think you're on the the right track here. So, uh... (laughs) We'll see how she goes. Keep uh, pumping out the Discord servers and, uh, you know, stuff like this. Hopefully maybe helps just a tad. Kind of give people a little window into what you guys do and and what inspires you. So i um, probably going to wind this thing down here. Um, do you have any kind of parting shout-outs or just something that uh, you kind of wanted to get out before we uh, shut her down here?
3: Um, I would say, obviously, go check out our new single "Autumn." I can't help myself. Um, if you have not heard any Inertia stuff, um, check out our new singles. We we got three of them. We've got two music videos. Obviously, go check those out. They're all bangers. What can I say? But uh, more importantly, support your local scene. Um, now that shows are opening up again, it's so, so, so critical to, you know, get out there, support your local bands, go out to shows, hang out, um, because that's really what makes, I mean, bands like us thrive. There's there's a lot of bands that are like us that, you know, they don't have a ton of followers, but they have a decent amount of followers to the point where, you know, like if we had a CD release show, we could probably fill like a venue if we, you know, had all our fans come out but that's not going to happen all the time depending on like where the venue is or who's the lineup and so i i would say it's really really important to just have as many people come out to shows as possible um and if people like aren't willing to come out to shows if they're not willing to support like local bands or or even um I'll go just a. I'll go on like a tiny little tangent. I've played a ton of shows where uh, bands get up on stage. They've got like thirty fans, so like a huge, huge crowd of people that are just like all towards the stage, all watching them. They finish their set, take all their gear off the stage, and every single one of their fans just leaves, all gone, and and that's it. They show up for their band, uh, the band that they want to see, and then they they just leave. And that is so toxic for the scene. It's like if you show up to a show, support a band, support all the bands that are there Um, because every band needs it just as much as the band that you're going to see. Um, And I, and so that's, that's really the most important thing that I think that I could stress is like go to shows, support local bands and support all the bands Um, because just because you don't know, a per- you know, all the people who are in the bands that you're seeing, doesn't mean that they're not just as cool as the band that you came to see.
0: Fair so enough. I, I yeah. think if I can offer a, a happy medium there, it would be, uh, like, you know, give a give another band a chance, maybe. <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, anything, Alex?
2: i definitely say, you know, shout out to the members of Inertia who couldn't be here. We were hoping to have Brandon on with us today, but it didn't um, work out. And, you know, I definitely agree with what John said. Support your scene. Support your venues. Like, it's it's coming out of COVID. I know there's a lot of cool spots that I've heard of that we're doing really badly for a second there. So even, you know, like, if you've got some time, like, if you... Maybe the band that's playing isn't your favorite, but, you know, support these venues. They A lot of the smaller ones definitely could use it because the thing that that worries me the most especially about live music is that you know if people like as much as people want to support their own bands if you don't come to these venues and stick around they're not going to be there and that's the thing that i worry about so much as someone that loves and has missed live music so much like doing music is great but like you got to have somewhere to play
0: yeah for sure you know hit the gofundmes when you see them (laughs) luckily we (laughs) luckily we didn't lose it the auto bar or whatever Um, oh god that would have been a
2: tragedy yeah i know 930 was on the ropes for a while and that hurt my heart
0: yeah but uh but yeah i hope um this interview kind of i don't know like i said gets out there a little bit you guys can uh share it or whatever um i should be able to edit it probably in the next week or two um not that it'll really need a ton of editing but uh if you could just send me those files, I'll uh, splice them together. I think I already got your new song on uh, MP3, so um, should be pretty much good to go. If anything else comes up in the meantime, feel free to hit me up, um, but that's pretty much all I got.
2: Sounds yeah, good. thank you so much for having us, man. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. It's, it's uh,
3: truly an honor to be able to, you know, come out here and just kind of talk about ourselves talk about the industry talk about whatever it's you know it's it's been a lot of fun so thank you
0: yeah no problem i'm just trying to do the same thing as anybody else kind of just you know support the scene (laughs) and and, in whatever little way i can so um hopefully uh like i said you know maybe we'll talk sometime down the road if you guys get a couple more albums going or whatever ends up happening
2: absolutely who knows maybe we'll even see each other at a show
0: I uh, dare say it may happen um, we'll see <laughs> the next pop punk rager but, uh, but yeah um, maybe see you out there alright absolutely so yeah I want to thank the guys from Inertia for coming on and thank you for listening if you made it this far saw song here in the background is called Autumn I Can't Help Myself which is fine find. Pretty much anywhere on the internet. If you dig it, so definitely go check it out.
1: Love this day, love this day. Looking through the clouds you see nothing but my own humanity. seeking slowly, drowning my body with the we But you never said the thing The Sky.